Welcome, this is Katie Simone of SoulEvolutionCenter.com. Its mission is to help you evolve into your best life. I am an advanced channeler of light beings. I am also a speaker, author, and workshop facilitator on various custom spiritual and metaphysical topics. I teach certifications in tarot, oracle card readings, basics, out-of-body basics, how to connect to your intuition, and much, uh, much more. Uh, I founded Soul Evolution Center in Florida, and there we hold live events, and I also offer certifications and workshops through uh, teleconference, uh, webinar, uh, and I also do uh, readings to provide life guidance to your life questions as well. Please check out my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. Uh, on the show that I have on most Fridays on Blog Talk Radio and also that I share on Soul Evolution Center YouTube videos, uh, videos um, through my Soul Evolution Center channel, I, uh, I share uh, my learnings, my psychic experiences, my out-of-body experiences. I also share some technical information about how to connect to your intuition, about spiritual awakening about your energetic anatomy. Uh, so please feel free to download past episodes 24-7 uh, um, from the archives uh, of the Soul Evolution, Center Dutch, uh, Soul Evolution Center show. They're there for you as a free resource. And I also uh, channel meditations from time to time. And so there's some beautiful uh, meditations that I offer as well. And so today I'm going to talk about an out-of-body experience that I had that was unique. I like to share some of my more extraordinary out-of-body experiences in order to help um, you learn and grow, and especially if you are experiencing this yourself, so that you know that you are not the only one, that you are not alone. I've had, I started having out-of-body experiences lucidly, which means I started to have recall of them when I had my spiritual awakening in 2009. And you can learn more about my spiritual awakening on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, under the tab called Meet Katie. I also talk a little bit about my spiritual awakening uh, in, in my free ebook uh, that was published in September 2015, and that is available for you as a free download in many reading formats. And you can learn more about my background and my spiritual awakening there, as well as read some beautiful channeled messages um, that I received from Aristotle, the famous philosopher in spirit, about the, the times that we, we are currently in and how to navigate and flow through these times. And that free ebook is available uh, through uh, smashwords.com. And if you visit my website, you can just go right to the link from there. Okay, enough about me. So what I want to do uh, during this episode is to share uh, an extraordinary uh, out-of-body that I have had and, and to point out um, some things, some tips and techniques so that you can learn, learn from it as well. Uh, my own personal experience since 2009, since my spiritual awakening, I, I found that I had to learn a lot of uh, my own tips and techniques about how to navigate and flow, flow through my out-of-bodies. I had to teach myself after numerous out-of-bodies 
um, on how to better navigate them. And so what I'm doing through this show is hopefully sharing some of the information that I garnered so that when, uh, if, if it happens to you during your sleep state or during your altered state of consciousness, you can recognize some of the signs. You could be aware, and so you won't, you won't need to be in fear and, um, and hopefully be able to progress through your out-of-body uh, sequence. And so the out-of-body uh, sequence that I wanted to share uh, that happened on December 26th, and this happened in the early morning, early morning, but I, I cannot say exactly what time. I do like to be specific in that manner, but I did not uh, wake up and look at the uh, my digital clock on my night nightstand. So I cannot tell you, but I do feel like it's probably it was probably occurred sometime after uh, 3 a.m. Um, on December 26th. And so the first segment of this out-of-body, uh, many of my out-of-bodies occur during my sleep state. It happens naturally and spontaneously. I usually don't facilitate or initiate my out-of-bodies anymore, even though I have in the past. I just naturally experience out-of-bodies and I, I may recall some of the parts or sequences of it. Now, uh, I just want to state that I, I feel that everyone has out-of-body experiences naturally in their sleep state. When we go to bed at night, our consciousness naturally exits. One level of our consciousness exits and is able to freely roam and travel and have these different experiences and adventures. Um, we all do that naturally. and. It's just that many of us don't recall these details upon waking. And upon my spiritual awakening in 2009, I did find that I was able to recall more of these details. And when you have these type of experiences, you immediately know they are different than a so-called dream. Um, and what an out-of-body is, is that a level of your consciousness actually uh, goes to other dimensional realities and I have found for myself my past experiences in the six years that I go to these dimensional realities where there are other types of human beings they're having their their existences and their cities and their towns and I'm a visitor you can say I'm an observer and sometimes I'm a participant but usually sometimes in these out-of-bodies, I know it's not similar to the earthly plane because there are some unique aspects to these other dimensional realities uh, where there could be unique technology, unique animals, uh, unique vegetation, and, and um, just unique social interactions where it's, it's a cue to me that I am not on the earthly dimension and that I, ha I am visiting another dimensional reality. And the reason why I've been having these experiences regularly, consistently, and spontaneously over the past six years is that I am meant to share my experiences through my chronicles, which I do here on the Soul Evolution Center show and also through my blog, which is part of my website at soulevolutioncenter.com. So I have these lucid experiences just because it is related to my divine purpose, uh, to my life purpose, uh, one of the primary reasons why I incarnated on this earth during this time. So this is why I have these top 
these type of experiences to share uh, and to disseminate and hopefully to broaden people's consciousnesses um, to the reality that human beings are multidimensional beings, that we exist on many different frequencies besides the earthly plane. And that is the plane that we exist on daily, that we interact with others on a physical level. Um, there are so many aspects of ourselves and we have past and parallel and concurrent lives. Or as I've heard telepathically, we have multilateral lives, which is another term for parallel life. I, uh, I explained in my uh, introduction that I am an advanced channeler of light beings and I found out through my spiritual awakening in 2009 that I'm able to receive telepathic information at times in my mind, in my own thought voice. And so I will share with you if I receive any telepathic information during this episode. And it just comes in naturally. And I immediately recognize it as such because it, it is usually not what I was thinking. And usually when I receive telepathic information, is actually a supplement or, or an enhancement to what I'm sharing verbally. And it does happen many times on the show as I host it. So let me go ahead and talk about this out of body on December uh, 26th, uh, 2015 that happened in the early AM. Uh, I want to point out this specific out of body sequence because uh, there, there was a, a, a an unusual or something I want to highlight. Um, in this out-of-body, I became lucid, and I was working in a retail store, a female retail store with some other women retail workers, and I was organizing the shelves where the clothing uh, was uh, organized very neatly for a resale. And there was a woman next to me, a woman... Um, perhaps in her uh, late 50s or 60s, and she was very slender and petite, and uh, she had short, uh, short, dark hair, kind of wavy. And um, she was a fellow employee of the retail store, and she had a T-shirt on, and on the T-shirt uh, were the words, uh, Greenwich Conservatory, or it was, it was something like Greenwich Conservatory or Greenwich Theater Group. And so I noticed her T-shirt, and I, and, he, and in the moment, even in the out-of-body, I knew that she was a volunteer, or in her spare time, she liked to uh, act in theater groups, obviously because of the, um, the T-shirt she was wearing. And I, I point this out to you because sometimes in our out-of-body experiences, uh, we encounter people that we don't know in uh, real life, in our three-dimensional earthly life, uh, but we have some sort of relationship with them in another uh, dimensional reality. And so I was working with her. That was our relationship. And by her wearing that T-shirt, uh, she was letting me, letting me know that uh, – her hobby of, of performing in um, theater arts was very important to her. So you can say having that emblazoned um, on her T-shirt was a message to me. And that's how spirit sometimes shows themselves in these out-of-bodies. They might actually have a name tag with their name on it or have a unique outfit 
um, a uniform um, from a job that they had on the earthly plane that was very important to them and that was uh, uh, meant something to them. And so for this woman to, sh to have her appear in this way, I knew she was making a point to show to me that this is important. This was part of my human life that I enjoyed and that, and that uh, gave me much fulfillment. So I bring this up to you so that you know that in out-of-bodies you may interact with human beings that um, actually walked the earthly plane and had existences here. And this doesn't happen often in my out-of-bodies, but in this morning's one it did, and I did want to uh, make it a point to bring that up. Um, when I was interacting with her and we were doing basically uh, work that a retail clerk would do in a, in a, a female apparel store, um, I didn't have any other knowingness besides what I just shared. <clears throat> and so I found out later too, which is another point, is that sometimes when you interact with humans in your dimensional, uh, in your multi-dimensional travels and and for me in the side of body, sometimes they are actually your helpers or your guides or your technical assistants. Assistance. And she turned out to be a little bit later. The next uh, segment I had, I was lying in the, the break room, lying down in the break room of this retail store, and I was attempting to sleep and take a nap. And I actually had the thought that this was not good, that I'm an employee, and what would uh, these uh, what would my employer, my boss think of me taking uh, a break like this uh, during my work day? So I did have those type of thoughts as I was laying there attempting to, to fall asleep. And this, again, shows uh, the level of awareness I have, the level of lucidity, where I'm actually still interacting in this out-of-body, having these experiences, doing these actions, but at the same time, there's a part of me that is able to observe and to make these notations. And sometimes this causes conflict. Again, I was falling asleep in the break room and because I was observant and I was self-aware during this out-of-body, which is a key component to having an out-of-body in order to retain it and to uh, remember the, the memories, you have to have a level of self-awareness. And that's a very important principle, even in your day-to-day -day life, to be aware of what you are doing, of what you are saying, how you are acting. This is a key attribute uh, for spiritual awakening. And also to understand yourself and to evolve and to transcend and to have emotional mastery. So many, time in, to many times in these out-of-bodies, I do have awareness. And again, sometimes that causes conflict because I'm bringing my own third-dimensional earthly plane consciousness forward and through these other dimensional experiences. So as I was laying there, um, attempting to fall asleep in the break room, I could hear two female employees talking behind me, but they weren't uh, accusing me and they uh, or berating me for, for taking a nap. And um, as I peered out into the room with my eyes open, I did notice the air in front of me starting to change. It started to become more thick and uh, let me just say uh, like a membrane the air that I was viewing in the space in front of me start to actually move and 
I, I, know, I knew this to me that I was going to have another out-of-body from within that out-of-body. You can call it a nested out-of-body sequence because seeing the air tangibly move like that and um, oscillate with my physical eyes was a sign, a precursor to an, another out-of-body sequence. And not only did the air uh, move and oscillate in front of me, it started to change colors and actually appeared to have a rainbow spectrum in it. And so I knew I was very close to having another out-of-body within this one. And um, I have found in the past what a good way to hold the energy for that out-of-body and to have it move forward and not stall is that you need to focus on and keep your line of vision on the on the movements that you are seeing. So I kept my line of sight on the, the oscillating air airspace in front of me. I just kept my focus there to keep the uh, ener energies flowing. And that's a good tip or technique for you if you want to sustain your auto body and have it keep uh, moving forth through its progression, not to get distracted and waylaid, and to keep your, your visual focus on the changes that you are viewing in front of you. And so I said to myself during this time, as I'm viewing the air space oscillating, vibrating, and it changing colors in front of me, I had the thought, I am going to experience an out of body, another out-of-body soon, and I'm probably going to feel my body moving slowly across the room, which is the second uh, step that happens to me after I view changes in the physical environment around me, unusual changes. I usually start to slowly move and go toward a wall so I could exit into another dimensional reality. And so I did feel myself slowly starting to move in this break room that I was in. And I said, good, I'm going to have another out-of-body. I'm going to go through a wall and have another experience. And when I was slowly moving, this woman, uh, this retail woman that I shared uh, to you that she was in a theater group in the earthly plane, she entered the room. And I had the thought that she was really going to be surprised if she sees me go through a wall in, of the break room. And that is usually how I exit these dimensional realities. I go through a wall, a window, a piece of furniture. And that symbolizes me entering another dimensional space. And so I already knew this because I've had hundreds of out-of-body experiences since 2009. And I've developed this technique. And I share this technique with you willingly um, as a possible way for you to maneuver if you're having this experience. And so I had these thoughts that she was going to freak out because she's seeing me move slowly um, through this room. And it, appeared, it would probably appear to her that I was sleeping and that I was not moving of my own volition. And I had the thought that she was going to uh, be very surprised by that. And I said something to her as I was moving, and I don't remember what it was, to be honest with you. I did not have lucidity at that point, uh, that much lucidity. And next thing you know, I'm moving very slowly, and I actually go through that wall. I go through a wall. And the velocity that I was traveling at was very slow. And to be honest, and, and uh, to share my past experiences, 
usually in order to uh, to break the boundary of the wall, you have to be traveling at a good velocity, at a good speed with with um, with uh, momentum. And I was traveling very slow. So when I went through the wall, I actually got stuck in the wall. And this has happened to me in prior auto bodies. And it's usually because I don't have enough velocity or momentum. I should have gained more speed. And so half of my body, my torso, is actually extended into another dimensional space adjacent to this break room that I was in. And then um, from my knees down, it was still in the break room. So I was half in and half out. And that has happened to me before. Not many times, but a handful of times. So I know, I know this is a possible occurrence in an out of body and I share that with you as well so that if you experience it you don't uh, you don't get overwhelmed by it and to my surprise um, because my from my knees down to my feet they were still in the coffee break room um, that retail clerk that woman um, who liked to do theater she took my feet uh, from the other side and just pushed it through the wall so now I was entirely in another dimensional space. Um, my whole body was in the next dimension close to this one. And to be honest with you, this is extraordinary because this is the first time since 2009 when I started having these lucid out of bodies that a helper has just physically taken my feet and just pushed them through the wall. This is the first time, so this is very unique for me, and I didn't want to bring bring it up. So I, I do truly feel she was a helper and was there as some side, some sort of guide. In other out of bodies, sometimes what happens is as I'm moving slowly, uh, almost like I'm anesthetized. I almost don't have control over my body, and I'm slowly moving toward the wall or, or very quickly moving toward a wall to exit. Uh, sometimes I have a being that will actually attach itself to me and transport me and will actually carry me through the wall. I have that kind of helper. And I've shared that here on this um, uh, blog talk radio. I've shared it many times in my, um, on my, my blog, my physical blog as well. And, but this time I didn't have a transporter that was attached to me taking me through the wall. I actually... Uh, did it on my own, but what happened was I didn't have enough velocity and I uh, kind of got stuck and was protruding out into two spaces. And this helper helped me in another way. She physically pushed my body through the wall. So I, uh, I know she was a helper now. Uh, and many times the helpers and assistants that we have, they're very discreet. They're not going to tell you outright and verbally express to you um, during that a body, uh, hi, I'm your, you know, Sally, I'm your helper, and I'm going to help you with this during this experience. They're usually not that direct, unfortunately, and usually you, you find out after, upon analysis or, or during it, that they are indeed a helper. That has been my personal experiences with helpers and assistants, that they are not um, so forthright with what, what they're there to do to help you with. That may or may not be your experience, but that has consistently been my experiences over the past six years with these helpers. They just do their job, and they don't really talk about it and share the details about it with you verbally. So that was unique about this experience. I just want to highlight the points. 
the unique uh, aspects of this out-of-body sequence was that I actually interacted with uh, a female being that I felt rocked the human um, earthly plane at one point. And she, uh, you could say, uh, she's a spirit, um, even though I'm not familiar with her from the earthly plane. But I do feel that because of the symbology of what she chose to stress to me about her love uh, for her hobby of theater acting and how it was shown on her shirt. And another unique aspect of this out-of-body sequence was that I actually needed some physical help um, from a helper, which was the same woman, to help um, um, my, to help myself exit through the wall. <clears throat> and so when you have out-of-bodies, whenever you exit through a wall, floor, ceiling, window, or even a piece of furniture that's against um, the wall, that usually means that you're going to be entering another dimensional space very quickly. And so now I was in a, in a totally different room, okay? I'm in a small room, um, maybe a sort of living room. I don't recall the furnishings, but it was something like that, perhaps 12 by 12 or 14 by 14. And as soon as um, I was propelled through that wall, I'm laying on the ground, and immediately in front of me, a female appears. And I want to say she's about five feet nine, fair skinned, uh, black hair, light eyes, and I think she had green eyes. And she's just standing in front of me. And from my perspective, I'm laying flat on my back, and she's in front of me a few feet away. And as soon as I saw her, I knew who she was. And this is another tip about out of body. Sometimes during an out of body, uh, you may actually just have a knowingness, a feeling inside of you, a sensing of what's going on. It, it is a sort of psychic sense that happens. Perhaps some of you experience this in your day-to-day -day life and you just know something for sure. And, and it's not that anyone has explained it to you or has laid it out for you. You just have an inner knowingness. And so as I was lying there, I had an inner knowingness that this woman standing in front of me, this tall, slender woman, was my doppelganger. And what doppelganger means is your physical twin, a body double. And if you look at me now and you see my photos here on, um, on uh, the show or on my Facebook page, um, you will know that I don't look like a tall, slender, five foot eight a woman with like a bob hair hairstyle but as i was laying there i knew she was my doppelganger and that she was that she was me even though she had a totally different physical appearance than i do on the earthly plane now isn't that something something surprising and this to me supports that i'm um, experiencing my concurrent lives my parallel lives, my multilateral lives. To see a female and to know intuitively that that's me, and when we look physically disparate, disparate and um, dissimilar. So that to me is definitive proof that I have concurrent lives, multiple concurrent lives. And I've heard that telepathically as well, that there are parallel universes and um, that my veil is going to be lifted and I'm going to have some access to my concurrent lives. So this woman standing in front of me, I knew immediately was my doppelganger. And I said to her, 
you're my doppelganger. I verbally expressed that to her. And she said, yes, I am. And then she kind of came down and sat down with me on the, on the floor. And she said, um, now we're going to go see your son. Your, she said, now we're going to go see your nine-year-old son. And on the 3D plane, I don't have a son. I have one daughter, and that is it. So during um, this time, I had the thought that, yes, that I am experiencing my concurrent life on another dimensional reality. She said she's going to take me to see my nine-year-old son. And, and then I was going to ask her, what is his name? But as soon as I was going to ask her that, telepathically I received the name Jack in my own, my own thought voice in my head. And so I knew his name was Jack. And, I, and then within the next second, she says to me, his name is Jack. And I said to her, yeah, I already know that because it just came in telepathically. So even in out-of-body experiences, I still exhibit uh, moments of telepathy, which is a carryover from my third dimensional life. And when she said, so now I knew that I had a nine-year-old son in another dimensional reality, and his name was Jack. And I heard it myself telepathically. And she also verbally expressed it to me. So in our concurrent lives, we can have different relationships, we can have different marital relationships, which I've experienced prior and, sh and, and shared. We can have different children. And um, also, we can physically look different. I, had a, uh, I knew I had a different appearance um, in this in out of body. And when she said that this, uh, my son's name was Jack, and he was nine years old, Immediately, I received a clairvoyant vision of a jack that I knew on the earthly plane. Um, I had this out of body in, um, in December of 2015. In about October 2015, I met a new man um, uh, as I was doing my spiritual work because I have meetup groups, etc. I met a new man, and his name was Jack. And um, and he, he he's a little bit older than me, and I received a clairvoyant image of him. And so I feel that on some level, he is my son on another dimensional plane. And it is so strange because about a year be a year before I met this um, gentleman named Jack in October. I was hearing the name Jack telepathically in my, my own thought voice, sporadically and randomly during the day. I perhaps heard it 30 times. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. I knew one Jack at that time, but I knew him very casually uh, as an acquaint as a acquaintance, and we did not have any type of relationship or anything. But he was, he was my friend and my colleague. And I, I was associating that name Jack with the Jack that, that I knew then. And then when I met this Jack in this past October, I just knew that that was the Jack that I had been hearing telepathically a year prior to this meeting. And, and so even when we met, um, my spouse and I met him, um, we all felt that we had a special 
connection. You know how you meet somebody and you're just so comfortable with them and at ease with them. And so that was that was how uh, what we all felt. And so that that I found out today, possibly in this out of body, that I may have another type of relationship with him, and I may actually be his um, mother on another dimension of reality is not surprising to me. Because if you believe in past lives and concurrent lives, if you believe in soul tribes, uh, which means that we usually move through our lives, all our lives, uh, with the same group of people, um, but usually in different roles or relationships. Like you could have been your um, daughter's, you could have been your daughter's sister in another life, or your husband could have been your son, or you could have been a parent to your own parents. And so what we do is, that's the soul tribe concept. We all decide to incarnate and have these, play these different roles to help each other grow and develop spiritually. And so um, in this lifetime, um, Jack is my friend. Um, but in another concurrent lifetime, Jack is my nine-year-old son. And so these type of relationships I'm, I'm hearing now telepathically just kind of replay, replay in all these iterations on past and current uh, lives. Uh, so I will keep you updated on what else I hear about this if I, if I hear anything else on, on this topic. But this is why I point out this uh, out of body is that I learned that I had another concurrent lifetime, that I have a son, a nine-year-old son, and even what his name was. And then I find out that the, the son is actually the essence or connected to another person I know uh, or represents a level of different consciousness of a person I already know in the physical 3D plane. So this is how, uh, this is how your out-of-bodies may unfold at times. And I've only seen my doppelganger perhaps three times. And this is the first time I've seen my doppelganger or my body twin or my physical double. And she looked very different than I did physically. This is the first time I was able to communicate and have a dialogue and actually address to her that she was a, my doppelganger. And she agreed. This is the first time it's happened since 2009. The other two times I've had uh, doppelgangers, I actually saw my what I look like on the earthly plane, and I there was a uh, a human being standing two or three feet away, and it was me. It was my twin. It looked, it looked exactly like me, but during those previous two times, um, perhaps one happened in 2011, and maybe one happened 2013. It was it was uh, some time ago. Um, there was no interaction and it was very brief. This is the first time I've addressed my doppelganger that she looked physically dis dis different from me and that she actually shared some information about my uh, concurrent lifetime of having a son. So this is really a big milestone for me personally. And, uh, and, what, and so... As she was sitting, my doppelganger was sitting next to me, um, I, I was thinking that we're going to go travel now. We're going to travel. I'm going to meet my nine-year-old son, Jack. But what ha ended up happening is I lost uh, vision. I lost my sight uh, during the side of body. And it does happen. That ha happens. It's almost like you're watching a TV screen and it just goes to gray or black. 
And um, I've learned from a past out of body, I believe in 2014, where another male human being told me it's because I, ne I needed to have more life force energy. I need to have more chi to sustain these out of bodies lucidly. It takes an enormous amount of energy, of human energy, to have, uh, to have these interactions, engage in these interactions. Uh, these out-of-body interactions and actually retain them and have lucid recall upon waking up. It takes enormous amounts of uh, human life force energy or chi. And so I've been working over the past um, year since I received this information from this human being to increase my chi energy through um, you know, eating organic foods, being properly hydrated, taking care of myself physically, regularly exercising, spending time outside with nature, uh, eliminating my time in a toxic environment with smoke, pollution, etc. So I've been working consciously on increasing my life force energy and, and making it more vital and strengthening it. And so I lost vision um, and when I thought that we're going to go travel to see uh, my nine-year-old son Jeff and I had the thought that oh I don't have enough life force energy or chi to sustain this out of body and so it went to dark darkness and I then I felt some hands on my upper chest and and then I started to get nervous because I've had out of bodies before and when you can't see when you don't have visualization and you feel um you feel beings touching you, that's usually a sign you're going to be in a predicament. So I started getting defensive and preparing myself um, for what may, may be to come. And then, um, and then two or three seconds later, I felt a being take my own hand and put my own hand on my chest and move it around. It was like somebody wanted me to feel for myself the top of my chest. And um, I felt the top of my left chest toward the middle. And then I started to get vision. My vision came back. And that does happen. Sometimes you get your vision st starts to stutter where it goes off. You can't see anything. And then you start to see. And so uh, I, there was a man in front of me. And he had brown hair and mustache. He appeared to be middle-aged, fair skin. And um, he put my hand, my own hand on my heart. And I could feel my heart pulsating so strongly. I actually felt like my heart was coming right out of my chest. There was so much uh, pumping action going on. And I said, oh my gosh, I felt like my heart was going to just come right out. And, um, and then the man just kind of looked at my, my chest area, even though my hand was there. And it seems to me that he was just noting. He was observing. Uh, you could say maybe he was evaluating. And he just was looking at me almost like a medical doctor. And I heard upon waking up, he was a medical technician. And so I feel that he was there to evaluate and observe some, some type of condition on my upper chest. And, um, and then he did this thing where he just went, you know, just nodded his head. He's not talking to me. And then he just walked away. And there was another man behind him. So there was actually two men, but one was more, you can say, dominant. And the man behind him, I felt, was just an observer as well. Maybe he's learning. Maybe he was an intern. 
So I thought that that man that put his my own hand on my chest was some sort of medical technician and was there to observe me, to evaluate. And, you know, that happens in out-of-bodies. Sometimes during out-of-bodies, you actually receive healing procedures. Um, and I've had that happen in uh, other out-of-bodies. And sometimes there's a per medical profession professionals. One time in an out-of-body, I had an acupuncturist um, do some acupuncture on me. And so this is not entirely unusual. And even when this was happening during this out-of-body sequence, I was not totally, uh, totally freaking out or uh, going into fear because I realized I felt that he was doing some sort of healing or observation in that manner. So I share that with you as um, so that you understand that if you have this type of experience, these type of human beings may actually be uh, your helpers and your assistants, your uh, healing team. And they may be keeping their eye on, on things in your energetic field um, in order to prevent things from manifesting physically, illness, disease, uh, major discomfort, etc. And I had one out of body in uh, 2010 or 11 where um, I became lucid and I was in a dentist's office and the dentist told me he had been observing my, my teeth and my gums for over, over like the past 15 years, just observing them to making sure that things are progressing normally. So that's the perspective from which I share, uh, share this out of body where you, can, you do have, you may, there is a potentiality for you to meet your healing team, your healing doctors, your spiritual healing team, et cetera. And so uh, that, those are the highlights, the major highlights of, of this uh, out-of-body sequence. And I hope you found them helpful. I hope you found it illuminating. I hope you remember it if you experience um, similarities in your own uh, sleep state and that you, become, you can become more comfortable in what is going on and maybe you can handle it better and not be overwhelmed. Uh, I would love to hear your experiences with your out-of-bodies or if you had similarities to what I just shared on this uh, episode. And uh, I look forward to help, helping you more and working cooperatively um, in establishing a sort of knowledge and information base uh, about out-of-bodies. Uh, namaste, and we will connect again soon.